Welcome back to Since Nobody Asked. I'm Megan Kevany. This is Big Hoop Energy Monday, round three. We are back from a bit of a break. I took last week off. I didn't release any episodes because I honestly am still physically recovering from COVID, just energy level wise. Um, I worked all weekend and it's wild. Things just take me out um, harder than they used to. I felt like it took me three days to recover from working just three days at the bar, which is a lot. They're 12 hour shifts. I know I've talked about that, but I like could not every time I sat down to record, it felt really forced. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm just so like fucking tired. So took a little bit of a break, did a little self care, uh, and we're back. So have a couple new segments that I'm going to kind of, we're going to feel these out, see if we like them. So we're going to try first one store bought serotonin. We have said before, this is the place. Big Hoop Energy Monday is the place for just a short 10 to 15 to 20 minute kind of little zing and pep. If you need a little pick me up, just throw it on. If you're listening to it at the grocery store or on a walk or on your way to work, um, you know, throw this on for just a little mini episode, little bit. So if you're looking for, I know that, um, Serotonin's hard to come by these days. So if you need a resource for it, I think I'm going to start with just little ideas that help make me super happy for no fucking reason um, that I'll share with everyone else. There's like that meme of Ina Garten. I, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Um, but Ina Garten's like, if you don't have, if you don't, if you're not able to make your own neurotransmitter, store-bought is fine. <laughs> so if you're not able to make your own serotonin, come to the store-bought serotonin section of this podcast uh, today. Honestly, I'm just going to start out with one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. You know what? I'll actually share two. They're totally different. But there's this girl. I have friends who are bloggers and I love like there's so many different types of bloggers and influencers. And I there's, you know, some that are insufferable (laughs) who show such a overly curated version of their life. And like when they're like, trying to be relatable. Oh girl, like that girl, wash your face. Uh, Rachel Hollis. What a fucking mess that was. Um, there there's ones that are actually vulnerable and relatable and show their real life. And there's others that are like, look, like my laundry's unfolded. My life is falling apart. I'm crazy. I'm just like you guys like haters. H a Y D E R Z. He is so fucking funny, bitch. He ha- he rips influencers for that kind of stuff. So he's, you know what? A little bonus one. He's a great one to follow as well. But the two other ones, there's this girl named Maddie Nelson. Her Instagram handle is Hey Maddie Nelson. Maddie is spelled M-A-D-I. I'll link her handle in my bio. Oh, not my bio. The uh, the details of the episode. <laughs> link in bio. Um, she is just she has the cutest family. She actually gives a very real um, approach to her life. It's just like every day. Literally, people will be like, oh, my God, how do you keep your house so clean? And she'll spin her camera around during like an ask me anything and be like, girl, it's not. And it will actually be like a fucking mess. Like it will be a toddler tornado. <laughs> I'm like, love that so much. Um, I literally started following her when she was pregnant with her oldest who just turned three today. He's so cute. But like I literally have watched her kids grow up and I'm like, oh, my God, I like love them. And so they just have a really cute family. She has a business uh, called Shop Tallulah. I genuinely just like following her so much. Like when she has a really long story, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And she recommends great products and things like that. She doesn't super hawk a bunch of products that are like she's not really in your face about ads or anything like I just think she's very genuine. Another person to follow. 
listen, I am actually fearful of overhyping this girl, but um, it's her Insta handle is it's me tinks, T-I-N-X. She just is, I think she just got famous from like, uh, she blew up on TikTok, and, but she's 29, which I'm also 29. So she's like an elder millennial, like one of the older people on TikTok, according to all the Gen Zers. And she's just so fucking funny. Um, really like her take on things. She, when she'll do an ask me anything, she actually gives like fire advice. Um, she lives in LA and just is a great, great follow. So store about serotonin. If you need some people to follow, those are, those can help. Also, bitch, listen, I know reality TV is not for everybody. And I know Bravo specifically is not for everybody. Like I'm not an E person. I've talked about this before. I'm a Bravo person. E is literally like, you're a piece of shit. Here's a show. Yay. Bravo is like, okay, like you let's dissect your life. You were a piece of shit to your friend. Why did you do that? And they like really confront things more on Bravo, in my opinion. Um, so I know Bravo's not for everybody, but bitch, if you are not watching Summer House, I fucking swear, like, listen, I know some people listen to this podcast with their significant others. Um, I actually think that I think a handful of my guy friends have even gotten into the show. It's like, I think most guys who understand the Bravo universe know it because of below deck. Like, I think a lot of straight guys have gotten into below deck for whatever reason they've roped y'all in. <laughs> Summer house is way fucking better than below deck. Below deck kind of annoyed me. I like the first couple seasons, but summer house is so good. So good. Listen, if you're going to start from the beginning, there are these twins in the first two seasons. They're a fucking riot. But like in the second season, they're a little. They get caught in a bit of a a, a, a rabbit hole. Like they're they're not their uh, best selves. Not it's like it's like a, the second season's a little frustrating to watch. They're kind of caught in a tornado of like a fuckboy situation. They were really upset. But get through or start season uh, three. That's when they have the the cast that's on there now. Season three is a great place to start if you don't want to do like the whole five season commitment. But season five is what's uh, playing right now. There's new episodes every Thursday night. It is literally so good. And they filmed it during COVID, which I know a lot of us are like, God damn it. I literally never want to talk about COVID again. But it's done well. And they go through real things that is, I, I mean, it's wild. Like the range of this show. I have genuinely cried real tears um, I felt real things like it is a great, oh my God, it's such a great show. So if you're looking for something that's, um, easier to watch and just, I think it's one of the best seasons Bravo has ever produced. I, I'm so serious or they, I know they're not the producers of it, but whatever. Um, it's wow. Just could not recommend that enough. Okay. So moving on, we got to move quickly through these girl. Got to keep them short, keep them light, keep them cute. Okay. Weekend extension. Love this segment so much. Okay. So <laughs> this is the segment where we, anything that happened over your week or your weekends, like we're, it's Monday morning. All right. I know we kind of join Mondays sometimes. That's normal. It's a part of life, bitch, but let's take some of the energy that happened, you know, that weekend energy we crave, we look for, let's, let's bring that energy into the week. All right. So <laughs> my friend works in HR and the other day she, it was like four forty-five, So she thought her day was over. So she smoked an entire bowl 
thinking like, all right, cool, I'm fucking done. And someone like quit or got fired or something. So she all of a sudden had to do an exit interview with like 10 minutes notice. Oh my God, I fucking died. She is like one of my favorite friends to smoke weed with. And she blazes, bitch. Like we'll literally be sitting there and I'll take like a couple hits and she'll literally smoke the entire rest of the bowl. 25 minutes later, she'll be like, let's make a snack. I'm like, fuck yeah. She makes the best, most creative high snacks. And then she'll be like, all right, cool. And load up another bowl. I'm like, bitch, we just smoked a fucking bowl. What? I'm like, I'm not participating in that. She's like, all right, cool. I'll smoke it myself. I'm like, damn, bitch. So this girl gets after it. And so I was, could not have thought of someone funnier to have to do an exit interview. And she was like, literally sent me a video of like part of her screen. And she was like, uh, yeah, sorry. My, my, uh, internet's a little spotty today. I'm just going to go camera off, but she literally did incredibly. She's very good at her job, bitch. She's an incredible HR queen. Uh, but yeah, I honestly, I'm sure the guy had no idea who was doing the exit interview. She did an incredible job. So the next time you're stressed out, you're probably not as stressed out as she was when she got that exit interview invite girl. <laughs> uh, speaking of exit interviews, I was thinking about that the other day. I've never, I've only had a handful of exit interviews, but in each of them, I shockingly chicken out in these. Like, I never really have this moment where I'm like, I'm going to fucking tell them like what I think and this and that. I always am like really cordial and like, I'm actually a pretty aggressive person, (laughs) but like, I always am very demure in an exit interview. I never have this like, tell them off like this, not even like. I think even you can do that really diplomatically as well, but I I always just duck completely out and I'm like, no, everything was great. I just, you know, whatever, but like, (laughs) I just, I don't know why it's like this weird soft spot. I'm like, I I, I'm aggressive in every other area of my life. This is the one area I'll just be kind of chill. Um, another weekend extension that happened to me actually, um, I was working at the bar yesterday, last night and there was this girl. Okay. These three girls came in. And they were probably like 35, 36. And I could tell they'd been out drinking. They were drunk, but not like fucked up. I can tell within seconds how the interactions are going to go. I'm like, okay, they are way too fucked up. We might have to kick them out. But they were not like that. I could tell they'd been drinking. And one of the girls, like, she was chill about it. She didn't make a scene or anything. But she just started crying, talking to her friends. And I could tell it wasn't a super drunk cry, like, she was like upset and was trying to like not make a big deal and everything. And I was like walking by with like a tray of drinks in my hand and they were kind of consoling her. And I just like I had already chatted with them. They had been there for like 45 minutes and I just like kind of patted her knee. I was like, Hey, like it's all right. And just, I didn't know what was going on, but I was, I just felt for her and I dropped off the drinks and I was like, I'm kind of just chatting with them. I was like, you know, what's, what's up? Are you, are you okay? She was like, okay, listen, Men are, and I was like, nope, hold on. This is going to be way too long. Let me, let me go take their order and then I'll come back. So I, I like took care of my other tables, checked in everyone. And I came back. I was like, all right, what we got? I know this is going to be, lo- you know, men are what girl, let's talk about it. And it turns out like long story short, her ex-husband, um, cheated on her, left her for that woman has been with that woman for eight years. And now he still like texts her and is like, I'm going to break up with her and we should get back together, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like trying to move on with her life. And she's like, I'm moving to Colorado in two weeks. And it's like, I don't know. It's just, it just drags me through the dirt when he texts me. Cause like I want, it's like, I don't even know what I, I want, but it's just, I don't know what to do. 
She's like, he just, he'll reach out like every day. It's about something. He'll, he'll say something on Instagram or on this app or this app, or he'll text me or he'll call me or he'll, he'll, he'll send me something that reminded him of me. I'm like, damn bitch. It sounds like he needs you way more than you need him. And they all were like, oh, oh, bitch. And I was like, listen, I didn't, I mean, I didn't tell them this, but this is kind of my stance on, on it is like, I, we all have a hard time with ending things. I, I honestly have a really hard time actually setting boundaries with something. Like I've mentioned that guy like two weeks ago who I call shoulders. He is like, I have such a hard time setting boundaries. Like whenever something quote ends, I, with him, especially I'm always like, no, but like, he texted me and like, I miss him and like all my friends are so fucking sick of hearing his name like because I just don't set boundaries with it but when I can loop someone's behavior to like toxic masculinity um which frustrates the ever-living fuck out of me then I'm like oh fuck that guy and like there's a guy I dated I had like a fling with like two summers ago and like I just really didn't fuck with the way it ended and then like heard some shit he was saying about me after he was like basically calling me crazy or something. He's like, oh, yeah, my crazy ex. And I was like, bitch, that is so wildly fabricated. Like I just was so like, "Okay, you're like, that's toxic. We all make mistakes. We're all human. But like once it hits like a toxic level or like, you know, what what feels toxic for me, because it's all personal. I was like, oh, that's gaslighty. And like if you're actually trying to like say to people that we both know that I'm like crazy. Like I, I just don't really fuck with that. I have never bitch like ever been drunk. I'm like, when's like, I should text him. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I, I do a clean cut from those. I'm like, I'm not, I don't fuck with that. Um, and what, so once I can loop it into that, then I'm really, really good at endings. And I'm like, I, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you though. But people like shoulders who I have a harder time with boundaries. <laughs> like literally I was with my friends last summer and we were like, I think this is the last time I saw him actually. We were at like Maple and Ash or something. I was very drunk and I literally was ordering pizza to come home to. I was like lit. This is about to be fire. It was like 1130. I was like calling it a night kind of early. Got pizza on the way. This is going to be a fucking night. And as I was getting into the lift, he texted me like, hey, uh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, who's this? He was like, ha, touche. And he was like, it's so-and-so. And I was like, oh, my God. He literally was like, I miss you. And, like, we were so close and blah. And I was like, listen, I'm not doing that. But, like, you can come over. <laughs> but um, I was telling her, I was like, listen, boundaries are really, really hard to set. But, like, realize that he is trying to check in on you and see if he still has access to you. And he gets off on that. He gets off on the fact that he knows that it, it riles you a little bit to hear from him. And I'm like, fuck that, bitch. Like, that is toxic masculinity. He feels powerful over you. He likes that he he can have a hand in your day and, like, how you feel. Do not let him have that. And, like, also for yourself, like, set the boundary. But, I, I mean, I didn't – I just kind of said that. I didn't say – I didn't say, like, set a boundary, girl. I wasn't like, mm. But I was just like – I mean, listen, that's just my take on like not knowing you at all or your situation. But that sounds like toxic masculinity. And we just had like such a great chat. such a moment. Got them curly fries. I was like, listen, I brought some reinforcements also to help. <laughs> um, and like when she left, she's moving in two weeks. And oh, my God, I almost feel emotional even recounting it. I almost cried when I um, I was like, listen, I like just touched your arm and I was like, 
I just want you to know I think that you're going to do so great. And like you're being able to like she's like, girl, I literally after we talked, like I came back around 30 minutes later. She's like, I think you're right. And I actually just blocked him on every single platform. Um, and I'm really just going to try this out. Um, and so I was like, fuck yeah, bitch. And I was like that plus a move. You are about to you're set, bitch. And I was just like, they're leaving. And I, I was like, I kind of want to hug you. I really just think that you're going to do so well. And we hugged and it was like long, but not, not like awkward long. It was like a, just a very human hug that was probably 15 to 20 seconds long. It was great. I was like, I just honestly will be thinking of you. And like, I think you're going to do great. And it was very wholesome and felt, uh, I was like, okay, bitch, I'm about to start crying. So I'm going to walk away, but like truly best of luck. Um, I wish I would have like gotten their Instagram or something to be like, let's like keep in touch. I want to see like how your journey is. Um, but I didn't. And so I'll just wish her well every time I think about her. Um, all right, moving forward, moving forward. We're moving and grooving affirmation situation. Okay. The affirmation this week, we have affirmation situation because we all forget things. Sometimes we all forget who the fuck we are. We just got to remind ourselves, you know? So this week's affirmation is that Shit does not really matter that much. Um, I fall down like relativity rabbit holes sometimes. I'm like, bitch, we are literally all such specks of dust in the scheme of humanity. So please do not spend it doing shit you fucking hate. Um, But literally, I I get very grounded and centered on the idea. (laughs) Bitch, I literally thought that my microphone was not on just now. I like have a different screen up and was like, if I was not recording this whole time. Anyways, uh, nothing matters (laughs) that much. So listen, I want to add a new bit called cringe corner. I don't know. Working title. We're going to figure it out. Um, because not to diminish, there's things that make us all cringe. Um, and not to diminish things that make you cringe that are serious, you know, we all have things that keep us up at night. And some of those are very serious and things to really be worked through, <laughs> maybe through therapy. Um, but there's, I think, like little things that I'm like, oh, God, I cringe when I think about that. But it's more of just like an embarrassing moment or an embarrassing story. Um, whenever someone tells like those not so serious, a little more lighthearted ones, I am always like, oh, bitch, like, I can't believe that keeps you up at night. Like, come on, who can- that's fine. And like, it doesn't matter. And when you're trying to tell a friend like, oh, fucking you're fine. Like. That's yeah, you fucked up, but you'll, you'll be all right. I always feel grounded by that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, the things that make other people cringe. It's like when you talk to a friend who's like, ugh, I hate my nose. I want a nose job or something like, I mean, complete validity. I sometimes go through that where I'm like, oh, should I get a nose job? But like whenever someone talks about some physical insecurity, more often than not, we're always like, what? I would never notice that, you know, but like everyone has the total be empowered if you like want to change something like bitch I really have actually been thinking about getting a boob job recently we'll visit that in a ne- another episode so like you know I don't want to disempower anyone who does get nose jobs or boot or whatever but like there's so many times where the things that really irk people whether it's physical appearance or some embarrassing thing it's nice to just be like oh you know what take a breather not things don't always matter as much they're not everything's not always the end of the world as you think it is so I feel like I hope I'm describing this well it doesn't make anyone feel small um we all have cringe moments let's kind of normalize that I don't know if this is backwards but I just feel like it kind of centers me to hear about other people's light-hearted cringe moments so <laughs> I was cringing about this because how do I describe this with anonymity um there's this guy who I used to work with 
Uh, we worked at the same small company. And he now, that was like five years ago. And he now is, I would say, famous. He is topping charts of festivals that are coming up. He's like one of the higher names on on the list. Um, and everyone has been passing around. He, he went viral. I mean, he always goes viral. He's really funny. But one of his, some of his content was passed around through a bunch of big meme accounts this week. And I got, it was sent to me like a handful of times. And I was, every time someone sent it to me, I cringed because I was like, oh my God, I really cringe about this story. So long story short, I knew him from working with him five years ago. Right when I moved to Chicago, um, he's an artist. He performs, he does concerts. They're really fun. Um, and I had been wanting to go to one of his shows and I had just moved here. Um, and I was working this job. I fucking hate it. I was teaching, uh, I was teaching fitness at a gym. I really did not like, I liked the gym, but I really did not like the people I worked for. And, um, common theme, I think, uh, for jobs for me. But I was like, God fucking damn it. I was like biking all the way there. Biked like I died. Wait, docked my Divi bike. Jesus, my brain just had a stroke. Docked my Divi bike, like kind of slammed it. I was like, God, fuck this. I'm running late. I don't want to fucking be here. And I whip around and I shit you not from behind. I was like, is that so-and-so? Like I hadn't seen this guy in years and I yelled his name and he turned around. I was like, what the fuck? How did I just recognize you from behind? Like what? Turns out he was in town playing a show and was sick. So he was at like an urgent care right next to the place I was teaching. I was like, whoa, that is a crazy right place, right time, like universe energy shit. I was like, that's fucking wild. And I was like, hey, do you do you remember me? And he was like, I I told him my name. Then he was like, oh, right. Oh, my God. Hey. And I was like, dude, like you're killing it, obviously. And I was like, your shows have been dying to go. Are you playing tonight? He was like, yes, it's sold out. Let me put you on the list. It's so good to see you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, please enjoy the show. Like, bring friends. I literally texted a handful of different friends. I was like, listen, I don't know how to describe to you what we're about to go to, but it will be an unforgettable night. And it is so hilarious and fun. And like, if you're down, let's go to this concert. I'm sure, like, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but blah, blah. So my two friends were down and it was such a fun night. And I was really grateful. I reached, I DM'd him the next day. I was like, dude, Thanks so much for hooking it up. That was one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. Literally next to Rufus DeSoul. That was my favorite concert I've ever been to. Um, so I was like, uh, I really appreciate it. You know, happy to see you doing well. Uh, thanks again. And he sent like a, such a lovely DM back. He was like, such a fucking pleasure to see you, blah, blah, blah. And like just in his quirky way of talking. And um, then I was going to start this podcast. Like I've been like I've kind of mentioned before, I've been gearing myself up to do this for like two years. <laughs> so I was trying to do it. And I was like, I'm going to be ballsy. Like a month later, I was like, I'm going to ask him to be a guest on my podcast. Like, like I said, I've interviewed people before that I couldn't believe I could not believe DM'd me back and just like tanked these interviews because I wasn't prepared. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really like have like a real vision for what I wanted this to be yet. And so, I mean, I have like nine episodes that I even videoed that I'm like, God, those also make me cringe sometimes. But I was like, I'm just going to be ballsy. I'll reach it. <coughs> Remember when you like forget how to swallow and you choke on your own spit? Very humbling moment. I was like, I'll be ballsy and bold and I'll reach out and see if he'll do an interview with me. But like I sent a DM. I was like, hey, by the way, I'm doing this podcast. I think it's really, really cool. Blah, blah, blah. It had a totally different name and everything at the time and different concept. And I was like, I would love to interview you. Let me know if you're down. And like he read it and 
I like felt ballsy again, like a week later, I was like, I'm going to DM him again. But what I thought was being bold and ballsy, I now realize I'm like, I actually was being like rude. He's, it was really cool that I ran into him and he's like, that felt like appropriate. It was really cool of him to like put me on the list on a sold out show. I was like, dude, I really appreciate it. Blah. Like that was awesome. Dope. But then I kind of pushed it and was like, oh, I know you like, you know, like let's do it, do a podcast. Like I'm fucking nobody and I'm going to use your fame to like do a podcast. I don't know. It was just, it felt, I, I look back in it and I was like, Ooh, I thought that I was being such a like, oh my God, I'm so like courageous. I'll reach out to anyone. I'm not afraid of anything, but it's like, no, it was really being like rude. <laughs> and I unsent it like a year later. I was like, God, I thought about it so much. And I was like, God, ugh, like, why did I do that? So in the scheme of life, I learned a lesson. <laughs> I'm learning the the boundaries and the the difference between being bold and being rude or being like, I was being presumptuous, really like, hey, we know each other. So you should do this thing like for me that I really benefit from. And you kind of don't at all. Like it was presumptuous and, you know, life goes on and it was a lesson. But, you know, then I like I seriously I'm like, oh, God, I haven't even watched the clip that's going around because I'll see that it's him. I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed that I did that. But life goes fucking on. All right. Next thing. Last I don't know. This one might actually might be a kind of long one. You know what? I'll save this segment. I actually swear I didn't mean to do this as a teaser, but I'll save this segment for the full episode on Wednesday because I got so high last night and thought of this um, little new game for us to play. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Since Nobody Asked and for listening to these uh, little mini Monday episodes. Let's take big hoop energy into our week. Uh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. 